And by that, yeah. I mean, I've already started recording. Oh, Plus, could... boy. No, honestly, I just couldn't come up with like one of those opening jokes that we normally do where it's like the second half of a joke. So I was just like, fuck it, we'll just hop right in and hope for the best. Spring it on me, why don't you, you know? Uh... That, that's, the, that's the way I play, fast and loose and <laughs> full of surprises. I'll kick some sand in your eye, it's what I do. Like my hero, <laughs> John Walker, gonna Captain America. going to put some dirt in your eye. Um... The greatest Captain America in many ways. Or is he? We'll get back to that. What? <laughs> Welcome back to Should Have Gone for the Head. Um, it's another Friday. This is definitely not our first, I mean, second take of this. We've definitely, we've definitely, this first try, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's always just a one-go show here, my friend. Uh... <laughs> we didn't, we definitely didn't try and record this already and then give up 10 minutes in because uh, we were getting plumbing done or anything. No, that wouldn't, that would be weird. <laughs> Oh God! I'm Jack. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm Rhiannon. Uh, hello, welcome to uh, should have gone for the head. You know the podcast where we talk all things Marvel. Um, welcome back for another episode. Um, yeah, no, can you tell that in the time between the first attempt at recording this episode and the second time, I went and got a slush puppy, and I'm super hyper now. Ah, <laughs> oh, like like. Um, like one of the alcoholic ones or just a regular slush, slush puppy? Admittedly, there may be a little bit of strawberry daiquiri in here. And by a little bit, <laughs> I mean half a thing's worth. And then some kind of blue liquid. It might offend, right? I'm only drinking red, white, and blue drinks today in service of our man, Captain America, which once again, we will get to the finale of later on. You gotta... Yeah. You gotta stick to the blue and red foods and drinks. Yeah, we yes, we we're we're at the the finale, the penultimate uh, episode. Is that the right word? I have no idea. Uh, was um, penultimate? No. Right before? Or is it? Yeah, the, I, I, the, think, the, I think. I think climactic. Episode, I think climactic was the word I was looking for, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I think penultimate was last week's episode, so it was like the one before. Okay. If that makes sense. Uh, or, yeah, no, uh, the well, climactic episode of the the whole season, you know, and um, we we're, we're we're gonna get into that. There's some. Oh, there's some them, some juicy moments in there. Um, oh, there are some juicy juicy moments. I love it. Bef- um, before we, eh, I mean. I wouldn't say I love. I love it. the I mean, juicy like, moments. We're 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 oh, going to yeah. be up for I, debate if this this was this episode was worth all of the five other episodes. You know. <laughs> okay, so before we get to that, I think we need to hop around because we got some news, Rhiannon. There's some news for days. New okay. who who's. Um, first news story up. Um, Joe Rogan on one of his recent podcasts called out Camille Nanjiani. In no specific terms, he brought up the fact that maybe he's on steroids for his transformation. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, like, I understand there's that there's like this whole taboo of ah oh, steroids, ooh. Um, but like ultimately, like if you're taking them responsibly, <laughs> um, uh, it's it's really just to help you bulk up and stuff. And like considering, yeah. you know, I suppose in in terms of like if you if you're bulking up for like a film or whatever. Yeah, you're not you're not like in a competition. You're not competing. You know, you just need to get that muscle on you, and usually you need to get it on you fast. So yeah, because they only ever get maybe three, four months turnaround time, maybe six months if they're really lucky. Yeah, that that's not a lot of time to get as shredded or as big as these guys need to get. Yeah, so they they do need a bit of help. Um, 
it's i don't know if it's weird because on the one hand i'm like it's weird setting that precedent of like that um that beauty standard that like oh this is what real men real superheroes look like they got like these six-pack abs and these massive chests and these huge shoulders but then the reveal is oh no they're all on steroids or whatever they're all using performance enhancing stuff i know i'm not saying all of them are i mean a few of them are obviously i mean fucking have you seen ben affleck but um (laughs) oh my like not to shit on ben affleck but like between like batman and the town sorry between like the movie before the town, I can't remember what it was, but he looks like a regular guy. And then in the town, which is shot like three months later, the guys put on like 60 pounds of muscle. It's insane. It's 60 mm. pounds, probably an overestimation. And then for Batman, he got even bigger. And then you just look at him and like, the poor guy looks like he hates all the transformation stuff. Didn't though. he do like the, the machinist in between some of that stuff as well, where he like, Oh no, you're thinking of Christian Bale, the other man who nearly killed himself. Oh shit. Batman. Yeah. Sorry. The other, the other Batman. <laughs> it turns out becoming Batman is just the worst. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I mean like the studio, they, they force you to eat and work out and take steroids and they probably shoot your parents in an alleyway. It's probably just, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's weird because I'm like, I'd love to know what other celebrities are like, maybe juicing, maybe on a couple of different, allegedly, allegedly juicing. We have to put allegedly in there, otherwise people will call yeah. us out on it. Like, I mean, uh, like, it's a tough one to call, you know, like, I understand there, you know, you have, there's the whole premise of unrealistic body standards, you know, and like, especially coming up for kind of in the area of, of men, especially now with the Marvel movies and everything, and you see these, yeah. these heroes getting ripped and such, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's a tough one to call, because also yeah. they're supposed to be representing these superhuman characters in a sense, you know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> these people who are drawn to look like gods drawn to look like yeah. these muscle-bound super beings that could throw planets and smash worlds yeah i, I get they, it it's a lot of pressure yeah there, there is and i mean like it, it's not only steroids i suppose don't like that also encourage this stuff i mean like before you see these guys on like uh like on film with their shirts off and stuff they've been like dehydrating for like three oh. days beforehand like you know it's an, henry cavill talks about it in an interview but like for three days, he cycles out the amount of fluids he has. Where on the third day of shooting that topless scene, he's completely mm. dehydrated. So, like, all the skin just barely sits on the muscles. So, he looks shredded, but he's so dehydrated. The poor guy looks like he's about to pass out. Yeah, I mean, no. That's it. I say poor guy. He's super handsome, rich, built like a tank. I don't, I don't feel that <laughs> bad for him. I'm like, my heart doesn't break for poor Henry Cavill. The, the, the poor Superman himself. Oh, uh, uh, Henry Cavill, the new king of the nerds, you know? Oh, I love um, him so... Henry Cavill is what I strive to be. I, I, I've i said this before. I literally have the Henry Cavill canvas thing on my wall. I'll, yeah. throw it up, I'll throw a picture of it up on the Instagram later. It's just like, it's three versions of Henry Cavill Superman just like staring down at me dramatically. I can hear like, I can hear the music crescendo behind him when I look at it every time. Yeah. See, you look at him, you see Superman. I look at him and I see Geralt of Rivia. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, he was great neither. Let's be like, he crushed Oh, no, he's, he's great. He's great as both. I suppose, like, because I haven't, I've only ever watched, I guess, Man of Steel. I have not watched any of the other movies, DC movies he's been in. So uh, I only have that to go off of, which, you know, he's, he's still a good Superman. It's just, which yeah. I wish the movies were better, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> is this unrelated kind of a related question kind of unrelated is the witcher the last kind of great thing netflix put out because i can't think of any major netflix reveal releases in the last like year and a bit oh, and obviously pandemic and all that but i can't off the top of my head i can't think of anything major netflix I has dropped in the last think in terms of like the last great thing like netflix has really pushed and like got a lot of hype it was the witcher like because for a while i know a lot of people were going like oh you gotta watch the witcher you gotta watch the witcher um because you you see that and like stranger things on all the posters for netflix stuff where it's like get netflix and it's like it's showing clips of like 11 it's showing uh, gerald and like they're showing some breaking bad stuff i guess better call Saul might be one of their things i don't know if they own that or if that's like they bought it i think better call Saul is is one of theirs um but I guess they they've lost stopped. an awful lot of IPs. Yeah, have they? I, I mean, they don't. Have, they have no Warner Brothers stuff, and they don't have Disney stuff anymore because Warner Brothers are releasing their own stuff, and Disney have their own streaming service. Oh God! Everyone's like, we can have a streaming service, yay! Which actually, this week Sony came out and they're testing a streaming service during the summer for only Sony-based content. So for Is all there- you. Is All there you enough fans of Venom? Based? Is there it's enough Venom Sony one, based? Venom two, uh, Morbius. Um, da, 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 da. I suppose the Raimi films. Um... Act, no, because they're going to Netflix. <laughs> oh yes, Netflix, there we go. Netflix pulls one out of the bag. Because remember, they bought Spider Man rights. We we mentioned that a lot in last week's episode. Yeah. So it's just they're gonna have two Venom movies, a Morbius movie, and I guess whatever else Sony does. I. I can't think of anything Sony actually like puts out. Uh, just the 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 ten films of Hotel Transylvania. Uh. <laughs> yeah, maybe they get an exclusive deal with Adam Sandler. It's just like he's just <laughs> pumping out uh, tra- Hotel Transylvania movies. I just weird. I I've only seen bits of those movies. Are they any good? Um, I, I think ask I've you as if seen... you've seen all of them. Yeah, no, I've only seen the first and the second one. You know what? The first one's kind of okay. Like, you can get through it. The animation in them are, is really good. Like, you know, the 3D you know animation. That is? It's Genji Tarnikovsky, the guy who yeah. created Samurai Jack. Oh, goddamn. And that's why it's yeah. so, like, fast and stylized. Yeah, it's it really, it's like, the animation and stuff is good in it, but uh, con- actual content-wise, ha. Huh. <laughs> What, what's your opinion what's right. your opinion on adam sandler actually i saw someone make the joke the other day that he should be the new uncle ben uh Obviously adam not, but, uh, sandler is good in stuff where he is not involved with the production uh <laughs> i get that 100 percent um because i i mean no, uncut I gems is amazing it. yeah i was gonna say i haven't seen uncut gems but i've heard he's supposed to be actually fantastic in that and um, Hubie Halloween, and this is going to be so weird, and maybe even controversial, is one of the funniest films of last year. It's genuinely, okay. like, a well-constructed, funny movie. Like, and I watched it blood sober. Like, I watched it of my own time, blood sober, fully engaged, genuinely a good comedy. Like, yeah, it's weird. Um, also, I've been using this time to buffer and look up Sony movies. So I want to see <laughs> what, what else they have in the catalog um do, do, do. bear with me now uh fucking internet my internet just slows down to shit the minute we start recording yeah. the podcast no, okay, I, okay, I, I okay. Think... okay 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 they've got the smurfs franchise bloodshot oh. 
um the interview you know that movie with um seth rogan and james franco and they're trying to kill kim jong-un yeah Um, wait are they trying to kill him in that (laughs) yeah that's what the movie's about um all all 97 of the open season movies oh yeah and (laughs) the greatest abomination of all time my personal cinematic rival peter rabbit that cunt i did not know that was that was sony uh i have a beef with that rabbit i i do not like that rabbit sony is 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 an interesting uh company because like when i think sony studios i automatically think raimi spider-man and there's not really much else that jumps to mind unless i do some digging you know (laughs) i honestly think that like if you take all the playstation and like tv stuff and all that away the only thing keeping sony movies going is spider-man he's like he's holding the boat together like webs on either side (laughs) That's the only thing keeping them... I just hit my mic. That is the only thing keeping them afloat. I hit the mic while miming Spider-Man. Actually, speaking of Spider-Man, do you want to tell us the big news of the week that we got about Spider-Man or Spider-Man-related characters? Um, I Well, it's like uh, big news, news we might have already heard. Anyway, it's Doc... It's about uh, the, the actor for Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Um, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, that's it. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah, so he is going to be in the new Spider-Man movie, is is what, what I, I, I gathered. And basically, it was the worst kept secret of Hollywood. Uh, yes, his exact words is like, I was told not to say anything. That said, I've seen more about it on the internet than I've known about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he's he's coming back. Um, it's it's an interesting ar- article by Variety, and you know it's just like oh they wanted him back, and he's just like what? Geez, I've I've aged a bit since uh since we've done that movie, you know. And they're like, well, you know, we have de aging tech. To which I'm like, you know what? You you could pull it off that he's he's a Doc Ock from alternate universe who got to grow a bit older, you know. Actually, that's the thing. It's like. They said they're going to age him down with that tech or whatever. But he's like, what about moving? Because those look great. But when they move, they look terrible. Like, you know, when Sam Jackson's running in Captain Marvel and you're like, yeah, yeah that when, is a 70 year old Sam Jackson man. has to run and fight and count. Like, Sam Jackson's de-aging tech looks phenomenal. Except when he's, like, doing anything, like, remotely physical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you're like, um, oh, you've aged, man. <laughs> they, they bring that up in the article, though. With Doc Ock. Yeah. He's not a very physical character, as in, yeah. like, he just kind of stands slash floats there, gives a mean look, and then the arms do the rest of the fighting. So I mm-hmm. guess you could probably just have him stand on a green box and just move him around and have him do, like, threatening <laughs> stairs or whatever. Just get him on a crane, just lift him up, wave him around a bit, you know? <laughs> I like the idea they don't tell Alfred Molina they're going to do it. And he's like, guys, what are, what, are we, what are we shooting today? And they just come in, they just hook into his underwear, and they pull him up on the crane. I'm shoot as I'm much footage saying, as they can and they'll just dub over just, later. I'm just saying, like, you know, we, we get we get Doc Ock on screen, you know, and it, it's great and all. Um, but in the background, uh incoming, you hear um the Agatha all along music, and it turns out to be Agatha, but she is also Doc Ock from Spider-Verse at the same time. <laughs> oh, I was actually talking about that to, uh the other day to shoot that like basically that was one of the theories floated about Agatha. That like, what if that nosy neighbor is Doc Doctor Octopus from that other universe and she's figured away into the mold? I'm like, that is the stupidest theory I have 
ever heard. And I've heard yeah, some bad I, WandaVision theories. Yeah, I, I guess it was going along with the same one of just like, oh, they played this character in this universe. So they have to play this character in this universe. You know what bugged me about it? They immediately backed that by like the next episode, Pietro appeared. With Pietro, and, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, motherfucking Evan Peters. All those people who were like, oh, it's Liv Octavia. It's her. They're all getting more fuel for their fire now because we got another multiverse character. But yeah, turns no, out it was... was just Ralph Boner the whole time. It was Ralph Boner all the time. It doesn't work <laughs> as well. Doesn't doesn't work as well. I actually I was pitching it was this Boner joke. Boner all the time. <laughs> I was pitching a joke yesterday. Also, it's Boner all the time is the name of my autobiography. But um <laughs> I was pitching this joke yesterday where I was like, oh, when we get to the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff, I'm going to break, I'm going to like start doing the Agatha all along song, but I was going to switch yeah. Agatha for racism because that was the true villain all <laughs> along. And I was like, every time I tried to do it, I'd either start laughing or I'd fuck it because it doesn't fit properly. It doesn't roll. I was like, it was racism all the time. Did it, did it. It, like, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's, oh God. But yeah, no, Alfred Molina's back. That's sick. And that's basically confirming what we've been talking about for weeks, that this is going to be a Spider-Verse movie. Like, Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, we, we all knew it was coming with all these rumors flying around with yeah. casting and stuff. Like, we, we knew it was coming. Um, yeah, like, but Jamie yeah. Foxx is potentially, you know, supposed to be back to be Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm. Like, we've mentioned before about uh, Garfield Spider-Man and Maguire Spider-Man returning. Yeah. You know, so uh, which leads me to assume it's gonna be Sinister Six versus Spider Man. Ooh. So like, we have three Spider Men, so you need six for the Sinister Six. So maybe it's like two eat two of their best villains. So it'd be like Gary Oldman, not Gary Oldman, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, and Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Um, Electro, maybe. Paul Giamatti's Rhino. I I can't think of an Andrew Garfield villain. Um, maybe yeah, it's the lizard I, again. Maybe the lizard. Oh. I said I'd join this team if we turned everyone into lizards. Into lizards. That fuck. My favorite part of that movie is the part where Peter Parker goes to meet him, and he's just like, "Oh, Peter, I love lizards. I can turn. Oh, I use lizard DNA to work on regenerative you know technology what? with your phone." And then Peter kind of plays along. And you're like, oh, he's definitely onto him. He's figured out that this man's a lizard because he keeps talking about lizards. And then he leaves the room and he looks at the mouse and the mouse starts freaking out. And then Peter cops it. (laughs) It's so fucking... Man's been talking about lizards for five minutes. How have you not got it? No, dude, I just realized now the lizard from that movie is just the villain from the who wants to turn people into dinosaurs. (gasps) It's just him. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It was, it was the lizard all along. It was the lizard all along. I don't want to grow back limbs. I want to turn people into lizards. Um, I love the idea that he's like, he's the smart genius man. Even when he's in the lizard form, he's still really smart. And he's just like, no, I'm not going to figure out a way to turn myself into a regular person again. I'm going to turn all of you into lizards. You yeah. fuckers change. I'm staying who I am. I'm a big lizard man. I'm gonna live my big lizard life. 
He's so fucking set in his weird lizard head. That I guess anatomically makes more sense than in the books, but it's weird seeing the lizard without a snout. You want exactly. Um, you want the big long snout, right? Because otherwise, he's just a weird scaly man. He kind of looks yeah. like Bowser from the Mario movie. <laughs> no, yeah, the Goombas. Sorry, the uh, Goombas, not Bowser, which is weird because yeah. that's what Bowser should have looked like. Yeah, and he only li- uh, wears the lab coat for like twenty seconds. That's the only lizard thing I like: the big snout yeah. and the lab coat. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. And then from like Tom Holland, it would be the vulture, and and maybe scorpion. Maybe scorpion. Just because, or maybe uh, I was going to say Mephisto. God damn, I've been programmed. I'm like the Winter Soldier, just triggering Mysterio. Mysterio, I was gonna say Mysterio, but yeah, like, uh, yeah. the the I really brought up Mephisto, the, what, but yeah, you get no, alternate Mysterio, universe maybe. Mysterio, or you get like Mysterio whose brains were backed up on a hard drive. I'm not letting that go. Please bring bring Jake Gyllenhaal back. Uh, or or he's the master of illusions. It was just a fake Mysterio. Peter thought he got him. He didn't get him. Mysterio. Or you see, here, here's the thing: you need kind of a villain to bring them all together as well, I guess. Because like, yeah, I think you need like five Spider-Man villains, and then the sixth villain's the guy who brings the six together. So like, maybe it is just the Vulture, or maybe it's like, maybe Shocker or a Scorpion, because you kind of have all of them there anyway. Maybe like, maybe Venom t- gets, joins the fray. I I'd love if like in the last act, and I think I pitched this before, but like. Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, little Tom Holland, they're all, they're getting their ass whooped. They're like, they can't take the Sinister Six because they're just outnumbered. They're gunned. And then the portal opens up and like three more Spider-Men step through. And it's Emma Stone as Spider-Gwen, Tom Hardy Venom, and a slightly grown-up version of Miles Morales, played by Donald Glover. That would be my ideal version, but I do think Venom's gonna get like he's either gonna cop a mention or he's gonna turn up in there. Yeah, I'm jonesing for it. Oh, Black you know what be sick. Um, you know, you know what would be sexy actually. You know what would actually this would get me. This would like they could take all my money if this is how they like end the film. But in the okay. last fight, they're all clashing and it's coming down to the last major villain and all the Spider Mans are outgunned. They can't beat this one guy. He's too strong. And suddenly, Tobey Maguire looks to Venom, and he knows what to do. And he starts dancing, and he does the little finger guns at it. And the symbiote jumps off of Tom Hardy <laughs> onto Tobey Maguire. Emo Peter is back. The black suit Spider-Man leaps into the fight. And Tobey Maguire gives his life to take down the villain using the enhanced strength of the black Spider-Man oh, suit. Looks like and then, Emo Peter. Then when it comes off of his dead body back onto Tom Hardy, it then makes the Spider-Man symbol on the chest with like the white lines. Because that's what that that version of Venom is missing. It doesn't actually have the Spider-Man symbol or like the white lines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would fucking love that. It'd be so sick. One more evil Peter Parker. That's all we want. Uh, I have told you that like some of my favorite things on YouTube are people who edit Tobey Maguire into the MCU films. And it's just, it's so great. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I think you sent me the pizza time one where it's just like, it's like more dramatic situations, but he's just shouting pizza time every time. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. But mo- moving on from theoretical movies to a movie we already know exists and have a trailer for, 
That is Shang-Chi Shang and the Legend of the Ten Rings. There we go. Yes. You got it right the second time. You got, you got it right this time. Um, yeah. So it's basically Marvel does a kung fu movie. Um, which, it, like, don't get me wrong, looks interesting. Um, like, as I said, it's a Marvel movie. I'm always going to be hyped for a Marvel movie. We've been through this. Yeah. I'm a Marvel whore. That is valid. <laughs> We're all Marvel whores in many We're ways. We are whores. Um, That's actually what We Are Groot translates to. We are Marvel whores. <laughs> we are Groot. Um, so, like, of course, I'm excited. This this trailer, like, it's rad, but, like, I don't know. It's missing that It's missing that little something. That little something to, to, to grab grab my attention, you know? I just need, I need a little nugget, nugget of something, you know? Like... It's- it's weird because it's um, if you showed me this trailer and you took the Marvel logo away, I wouldn't yeah. have guessed this was in the MCU. Yeah, exactly. Like one hundred percent. I do. That said, I fucking love the way this looks. Like visually, yeah, no, it's, it looks it's spectacular. Rad. They got like the cinematographer who worked on a bunch of big shit, but the one that pops out to me is he's the same cinematographer as Scott Pilgrim. And if you see oh, that yeah, movie, I heard it about looks that. so good. That looks, yeah. This movie, like, visually looks spectacular. Like, it doesn't have, like, the same, like, gray and white and blue, like, aesthetic that a lot of Marvel shows go for. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Marvel movies. I say Marvel shows now because I'm so conditioned after six <laughs> weeks of this and nine weeks of WandaVision. I'm just... But, yeah, no, it's... They blur the lines between movies and television so much I can't tell the difference anymore. But, um... Yeah. That said, um, should we run through some of the highlights of the trailer? What were like, what were the bits that you really liked? What were the things that really stuck out to you? Um, my God, uh, so a lot of kung fu, uh, a lot. <laughs> good looking kung fu as well, like good looking kung fu as well. Not like hastily showing Finn Jones what to do, like thirty minutes before you have to shoot kung fu. Um, no, yeah, yeah but- it. It's it's exciting. There seems to be a big kind of battle happening at one point that you kind of get sneak pizza sneak peeks of, and that's like that is unknown if that happens in the past, if that's gonna happen in the movie, who knows? I was about to uh, ask, do you think that's the finale, or do you think that's like the opening scene? Because honestly, it I, could be either. I think it could be the opening scene. Uh, yeah, they could be like. I don't think the, they really tend to show off their finales a whole lot. The Ten Rings have a complicated history, and then it like shows that immediately. Yeah, I assume that could be what it is. I I really just like the um because we don't get a lot of plot in this trailer, and they've talked about what the movie's about. But like somewhere into the second act, there's a big assassins tournament, like a big martial arts assassins tournament. Yeah, and you get little hints of that where you like you see the cage fighting and all that, and you get like the gratuitous Marvel shirtless scene, but like. (laughs) Every single one, you gotta get. I was watching um, Ant Man and the Wasp the other day, and there's just like a part where he showers just to show off that Paul Rudd had abs for like one scene in the movie. Like, there's just you have to get that shower scene in there to really have to shoehorn it in there, buddy. They Uh, really, oh, they really forced it in. But like, I don't know, was 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 Robert Downey Jr. having to do shirtless scenes in the later Iron Man movies? I I can't remember. I don't know, but. I do remember the scenes in the cave in the first movie where he's like, his arms are huge. Like his arms and shoulders. No, definitely are in the cut. first movie. Yeah, no, uh, he, his arms and shoulders are like cut for it. 
but like he looks like a regular guy who's just been working hard that's the thing it's not mm-hmm. like six pack abs or anything it looks like a guy who's just been smacking that hammer a lot yeah i that think like people, people, thing, people we know who do look fucking swole are like thor and captain america and you know yeah. the people who like they're basically meant to be swole because yeah super but like, Soul's German. Ca- one's a god guys like ant-man don't need to be like shredded though like yeah same with guys like hawkeye for example and now take it from me i love hawkeye i'm the biggest hawkeye fan i might be the only hawkeye fan in many ways <laughs> but the He's only the thing glue Haw- that keeps the avengers together or at least i think that's what age of ultron was trying to tell me it's funny because <laughs> two movies later there was a big split up between the avengers so he obviously wasn't <laughs> doing a great job <laughs> But yeah, no, um, the only thing that guy needs is like pretty good arms, like nothing else. He does. And that's why we never get a gratuitous six pack shot of Hawkeye from memory. Yeah, I, I'd know. I'd have it as my screensaver. I have to have the fan drawn version instead, unfortunately. Spent a lot of money on DeviantArt to get that. Worth, <laughs> Worth every penny. Shirtless, shirtless uh, Hawkeye picks, you know, they, they go for a lot these days. It's just him laying on the bearskin rug in front of the fireplace with nothing but his quiver over his genitals and like oh, the bow see, in his arms. That's 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 like that's not shirtless, my friend. Now I understand the pricing for this. <laughs> Worth every penny. <laughs> every penny. But uh, yeah, um what did it cost? Everything. But yeah, no, um, the, the action looks amazing like the actual i did martial arts for years a little peek behind the curtains i did like subtle brag i did martial arts for a while i that martial arts is probably the most realistic shit i've seen in any of these movies like yeah it genuinely every impact seems to hit the movement is like kinetic and it flows well and there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of jumpy cut stuff, which we get a lot of that in the newest episode of Falcon and the Witcher Soldier. We will get there. Yeah. Don't worry, fans. Stay in there. We will get there. But uh, it genuinely, it looks really good. It looks really fun and kinetic. And it, and this is going to sound weird, but I, I assume there's not going to be a Tesseract and none of the other Avengers are going to rock up in it. I'm it's probably not. I'm assuming it's the Ten Rings, which I was going to ask, what do you think about them changing it from, like, being ten, like, actual rings you have on your finger to being, like, essentially just, like, five bracelets on each arm? Uh. <laughs> See, I was thinking about it. It does make sense because the last major villain Marvel did, like, the last big, big villain, apart from racism, the last really big villain <laughs> was a guy who collected a lot of powerful things and kept it on his hand, like Thanos and yeah. the Infinity Stones. So it'd be weird if the next major villain also just happened to have like 10 rings that he kept on his hands and they were different colors, just like the Infinity Stones. Also, so I, think I feel that's, just, just keeping pro- like f- 10 rings on your on your fingers, it's just kind of, it would be really annoying, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I assume it's five, five and five. And even yeah. then that means you're putting like one on your thumb. Like, yeah. I don't know. If I was the Mandarin, if anything, I'd have one on each finger, then one on my ear, and then one another place that you put a ring. And that way, 
when everyone thinks you're disarmed, you still got two secret ones ready to go. A nose ring. Yes. No. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I was getting at. It was definitely just a nose ring. That's exactly yes. what I was thinking. I don't know what else you could be talking about. This is a family-friendly show. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> family-friendly show where we've done more than one segment on Duck Tits and Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, though. And just... uh, <laughs> one second, one second. Did you hear that? You hear that? That's the sound of us being demonetized. <laughs> we weren't monetized in the first place, but we got demonetized somehow. <laughs> no, no, we have our sponsor, which we'll get to in a minute. No, you see, yeah, just... I think probably next week or the week after, we're gonna start putting these up on like YouTube as well, not just iTunes and Spotify, but like from what I've researched. And I've done the bare five minutes of Googling on this. When it comes to demonetization, apart from like playing music and like clips from stuff, which we never do. So that's grand. One yeah. of the big things is it's the first five minutes and the last five minutes of most videos where they'll like spot like, oh, this is a breach of such and such. This is bad language. This is mention of whatever. So as long as we don't say anything super controversial in the first five minutes or the last five minutes, I think we get away with it. I think. Tony was right in Civil War. <laughs> that's not controversial. That's just facts. Excuse me now. <laughs> Them be fighting words. Steve Rogers was wrong, and he thought he was right, and that made him dangerous. But yeah, no, back to Shang-Chi for a second. We're getting a new Mandarin. That's pretty sick. I'm, yeah, I'm up for we- that. Yeah, we were getting like the actual uh, Mandarin now and not Aldrich Killian screaming at the end of Iron Man 3 of, uh-huh. I am the Mandarin. What, um, if, what if this guy, like third act of the movie, big action sequence, Shang-Chi's Aldrich finally Killian face comes his back. No, I was going to say, Shang-Chi is finally facing his father and his father pulls off the face mask to reveal it's Aldrich Killian again. <laughs> I am the Mandarin. Father, what what happened to you? <laughs> Pulls the face mask off. <laughs> Where did you get those ridiculous tattoos, Father? <laughs> also, I have a theory. I have a theory I about this trailer. Of, oh, you go first. I kind of hope that Ben Kingsley shows up just like as a cameo in this, because um, for those who don't know, there was a Marvel short, which were again, I suppose, like a precursor to maybe the. Marvel TV shows and stuff where they were just like brief little short movies and stuff of some characters in from the MCU and one it was all hail the king and it's yeah. about Ben Kingsley's Mandarin in uh in in jail basically and he's kind of everyone kind of loves him and stuff because like yo dude you were you were the Mandarin like that's cool uh Sam Rockwell shows up in it is that's also very very funny um <laughs> And at the end, you get, like, he basically gets abducted by the real Mandarin or someone someone working for the real Mandarin. And that was Marvel's way of just going, uh, uh, yeah, he, t- I'll just kill you and totally wasn't the real Mandarin. Uh, we just fooled you guys. Ha ha. Ha jokes. This definitely isn't a retcon or anything. Ha 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 ha. It was, it's still a really good short and I recommend people oh, go watch it's, it. It's fantastic because it. It's the first huge Marvel retcon, but also it's like, it's just a well put together short film where we get more of a character that I really enjoyed. And like, what's his name? Yeah. Trevor Slattery, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited for that. It, it, I'm really excited for Shang-Chi. It looks really good. And we're getting a real proper Mandarin this time, which is going to be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, um, moving on from that. Um, oh, yeah, the, sorry. My theory about the Shang-Chi trailer. Why, why are the all reason... the MacGuffins in the MCU just jewelry? Just putting that out there. <laughs> the most powerful jewelers exist in the MCU. They can't be beaten. <laughs> But yeah, um, what I was going to say is I have a theory the reason they put this trailer out this week with all like the karate and the tournaments or whatever is to capitalize on the fact that Mortal Kombat comes out as well. I think like, yeah, oh, I everyone's, saw that. everyone's talking about karate and fucking like martial arts and everything like that. Let's drop our martial arts themed trailer while like the going is good. Marvel Studios is like, you like Kung Fu? Well, let me tell you, buddy, I got something for you. Papa, um, Papa Kevin was also just trying to distract from the Alpha Molina thing. Our, our our boy Kevin Feige trying to hide like oh the Spider Man information. So when any, whenever yeah. Google Marvel, it'd be just like oh they're doing their first Asian superhero movie. <laughs> we got a leak. We got a leak. Release that trailer now, goddammit. it! <laughs> He's got a big button on his desk, and it's just like in case of emergency, drop trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Like ne- like next week, if Tom Holland's caught saying like the N word, they're just gonna drop a trailer for Eternals oh, or something. No. So every time they look up like Marvel, the Eternals trailer will come up instead or something oh, like that. God. But, but yeah, yeah no, um, I'm excited for. This. Have you seen anything from Mortal Kombat? Actually, they released the first seven minutes on YouTube. I I didn't watch. I it, but... I actually haven't watched anything from it. I've just seen it come up on my YouTube and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I completely forgot that was a movie that was coming out. It actually uh, it looks pretty sick, not, and it's R rated as well, which is kind of amazing. It's I'm like, Mortal I'm, Kombat. I'd be very disappointed if it wasn't R rated. Uh, I'm assuming the earlier ones weren't, but you know, <laughs> it's like I think they won everyone over the minute that they like. Um, sorry, they won everyone over the minute they were like, "Oh yeah, no, it's completely R rated. There's gonna be fatalities or whatever." Once they had yeah. that, like, "Yeah, we're in." perfect that's a staple so, of mortal Kombat. like let me see some ice guys blow some people up i'm in i was gonna watch the first know, seven minutes but it's a short ass people movie to anyway. get over here uh. <laughs> yeah have you ever seen mortal Kombat legacy actually there's a great bit in there where um basically you see young scorpion and his like dad calls him to come over to him and he's like son, <laughs> son get over here so it's amazing to be like oh yeah um his most iconic and quotable line just comes from his deep-seated parental issues. It's just a thing oh, his dad used to say a lot, so that's like, why he shouts it. It's like Ben Forstick, where, like, um, the thing, like, Ben's thing of just, like, it's clobbering time comes from his abusive brother. <laughs> like, like, oh. <laughs> that really ruins that for me. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, ben uh, Grimm is one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time. And it's just like, yeah, no, it was his brother, his brother who would beat on him. That's where his iconic catchphrase comes from. It's clobbering time. Oh no. <laughs> like just uh, that movie. That's how that's how he fights, because so every time he says it, he just he goes back to that PTSD and he feels nothing as he clobbers everyone else to Oh uh, god, yeah. he just has like a flashback to his like his drunken parents and his like is he living in a junkyard if I remember that correctly? Does he oh, yeah, they play... like own a junkyard or something. He lives next to it, yeah. And his brother his brother's beating oh god damn. Is it that movie? What a piece of trash. And from one it's, piece of trash it's something from, special. 
from one piece of trash to another. I think it's time to move on to talk about the final episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, oh, strong, strong opinions being thrown out here, my friend. Forget Mortal Kombat. Jack's laying down the fatalities tonight. Fucking flawless victory right there. Okay, no, in all honesty. uh, The final episode of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And just right off the bat, Jack, do you think do you think this was a good last episode? Do you think going through last six weeks of watching this show, did this satisfy you? I think as an episode, it is the this is the episodic equivalent of John Walker as Captain America. It's serviceable, it's there, it's good at doing punching stuff, but at the end of the day, thinking about it too long makes me mad. That is my review for the final episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, have a nice night. I've been Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's all we're getting. Um, no, in all I... honesty, bef- before we go and continue anything, we'll yeah. do this non-spoilers first, but that said, go watch the episode for yourself. We've given you 40, 50 minutes of content that is unrelated to Falcon and Winter Soldier, so you can go watch that. You can go listen to like that. And then yeah. take a break, go watch the episode, and come back. So if we spoil anything from the finale, you cannot get mad at us. It's, we have given it's the you finale. All the like you've had so many weeks to watch it by this point. Like don't give out to us yeah. if if we spoil something. You know. Even even today, this we're recording this later in the day than usual. So this episode is going to go up later than usual. So you've had yeah. even extra time to watch the finale. <laughs> do not do not go complaining to me. That we ruined the show for you if you haven't seen it. And if you are here and you haven't and you don't care, you don't watch the show anyway. Well, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy one of us who really liked the finale and the other one who's ready to like move both legs, spread both cheeks, and just shit all over the show. You ready to go, Rianne? Because <laughs> I am. Um, Let's stomp this shit down the drain. Oh god. No, how do I say I I liked this episode. Definitely not the best or my favorite episode from this series. Um, could have been a better finale, definitely. Uh, but I feel this, like, unlike WandaVision, which also had, like, a, a, a finale that was so-so with the audience and stuff. Um, I, f- I feel this is also a setup for definitely future marvel movies but also a second season yeah um i i get that it's here's the thing and this is going to be the second most controversial thing i say maybe third most but not 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 in overall just in this episode in particular but i yeah a lot of people hated on the wandavision finale a lot of people were like nah that just didn't work for us or like it wasn't what we wanted yeah. I loved that finale. I thought that finale was deep. It was impactful. It had like the right amount of action to character beats to emotional arcs. Oh, to, like, yeah. Subtlety. Oh, talk about emotional beats in that finale. Oh. Like, I, I cried twice watching the finale of WandaVision. Yeah. When watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I felt like, like nothing. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, I guess. My favorite part, and I swear to God, this is my favorite part was the credits at the very end. That last credit grab, we'll, we'll get into what it said, but like <laughs> that last thing that came up before the credits, that was my yeah. favorite part. But yeah. like, 
Yeah, no, I genuinely believe the WandaVision finale was a stronger final episode than this final episode. Okay. okay. And now I might yeah, be wrong. Would... I've only I watched it once at really early in the morning without a lot of sleep and no coffee and no food in my system. So maybe I'll rewatch it and realize this episode's fantastic and beautiful and cry. But yeah. for now, I genuinely preferred WandaVision as a series. And I think as a finale, just comparing the two, I preferred the finale of WandaVision as well. I, you That's know what, I can, I can get behind that. I think I might have a personal preference for the WandaVision finale as well. But also to put in perspective, I suppose WandaVision was going for like completely different, uh, like character story and emotional beats and stuff. Like, yeah, the, like, of course you cared about Sam and Bucky throughout these, this uh, like series and stuff, but like, it wasn't at the same, I suppose, stakes as let's say Wanda uh in in wandavision you know so uh you're not going to get that kind of maybe big emotional kind of moment you know so i was gonna say do you is it because we spent longer with wandavision because we got nine weeks of wandavision could be but but that said if you add the episode lengths up i'd say they probably clock in a close to the same amount of time because a lot of wandavision are like 30 minutes or like 22 minutes so like like, just because it had three extra episodes, do you think it was we like that? We enjoyed that like little bit extra time with those characters. That's nearly another month of talking about those characters. I, I yeah, I, I suppose. Um, it's I guess we did spend a bit longer. I suppose it's it depends on like how invested in these characters you get as well. Like maybe I liked Wandavision because I always really liked Scarlet Witch and and Vision as characters and stuff and like. Before this series, like, you know, I liked the Winter Soldier and, like, I wasn't yeah. too invested in Falcon, but, like, this series has now made me go, like, oh, shit, dude, this duo, man. Uh, oh, um... absolutely classic. Classic. Okay, should we just, should we hop into the spoiler section? Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm scared to ruin it for anyone. Let's just, let's just hop into spoilers. So yeah. the episode opens where we're just like, okay, Carly's attacked the um the meeting of what what's the, the name of the group again? The the G, G, GPC Global No GR, GRC, isn't it? The yes. GRC, the Global Re Global Repatriation the, Council. Yes, the Global Repatriation Council. And they're um Carly's attacked the building in the last episode, and now everyone's moving in, everyone's in panic mode. Bucky's just there. He's just already there. Bucky is is just there. He's there now. Yeah. I mean, like it's in New York, and he yeah. he lives in Brooklyn, I guess. So yeah. I I have to assume if he wasn't already there, he was probably just standing outside of the door of old Asian man, thinking of how he was going to confess his love and say sorry <laughs> to him. I assume that's what he was doing at the time. Well, Buck, Bucky rocks up, um, and then we see something fly overhead. But we we know it's Falcon, but we we only see it from far away. Yeah. And then um basically Batrock and the boys rock up. Oh, and and Sharon, is... Sharon is also there as well. Sharon's also there. One of the most wanted women in the world just kind of rocks up because everyone's a little distracted, so no one's hey, gonna know Okay, like Sharon. <laughs> She's like, Oh, they're not looking for me, it's fine. Immediately takes off her disguise, her little fucking face mask. And like Unless this was very much tele, I, I like. I assume it was probably telegraphed beforehand. If Carly has people like helping her pull off this stunt, but I'm just like, how did you get from Madripoor to New York so quickly? Okay, there's a lot of that because, like, once again, 
Sam sees the news report of like, oh, shit's going down in New York. And then he opens the yeah. briefcase. And then he flies all the way from the South of America, Louisiana Louisiana to New York in like two hours. How fast does that suit fly? Maybe an hour at best. To be fair, at the the end of the last episode, it was like daytime in like the park and stuff where they gathered all the flag smashers and then they started kind of laying siege to the to the the council meeting and stuff and then it is nighttime by the time we get to this so there is some time gone gone on in in this but uh maybe i'm maybe i'm remembering this wrong but does sam not see it on television going down then he's like i gotta rock up or is that did i invent that in my head maybe i'm wrong no i think Torres does Torres oh. contact him saying there's a the, the flag smasher signal has shown up in New York. Oh, maybe Bucky sees it on TV then, because I feel like I someone Bucky, sees it on TV. That's yeah, probably why Bucky he's yeah he's writing his love letter to old Asian man. And he sees it on TV. Okay, now I'm back in. <laughs> so then, his love letter to Sam. We've been through this. Yeah. So it's weird because I'm trying to write my notes for this episode of like what we should talk about, what we bring up, or whatever. But an awful lot of it is, oh, these characters meet up and then they fight for a bit. Like it's it's a lot of lot of just fighting. Uh which is not bad. Yeah. We we oh, like not, we like, like to watch a good fight here. Um yeah. you know, yeah, we're no, not so... here, like Marvel should be the drawn out emotional arc kind of thing, which we do. We love watching the emotional arcs of characters, but we also understand it's a superhero movie, it's superhero yeah. series. We're gonna have people punching each other. Yeah, and, and we're in the third act. This episode is just the third act of a Marvel movie, which I'm not yeah. complaining about. Third act's often my favorite part, but it's like, yeah. So basically, Batroc and the boys they're up in the tower with Carly and the group, and they're trying to run them downstairs to evacuate them, so they can chuck them in the trucks, and then they're gonna abduct them, I guess, or maybe kill them if they have to. I think they 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 are like the, they have people working for them in the, like with the soldiers, so they they're they're abducting him in the trucks. So yeah, because you, you see the the really big super soldier guy who I was like, oh, that guy's gonna be really cool and brutal and really powerful. He's just there putting like the dainty little lock things on the back of each truck. <laughs> yeah, man, like I don't want to say wasted character, but like you get this guy who's like six foot eight, like the size of a house, and he's got the Captain America formula in him. And like spoilers, Sharon Carter just takes him out with a little gas thing in a truck. He never actually gets like a proper fight. I don't know if so much of a little gas thing. I think you saw his flesh burning. So you know. oh yeah, no, like the, she turned him into a pile of just pus and guts. But like yeah, it just felt weird. It was like oh, another super soldier down. Got him. <laughs> For these guys who are like as strong as Captain America, they kind of go out like punks. Like. That one guy who ran towards fair, the police in the second episode, or like with, the with three the who get blown of, up at the end. With the exception of Falcon, like they are fighting against two other super soldiers, I guess. So two other you know, super soldiers <laughs> and a woman who had a couple of grenades of whatever gas, I guess. I but yeah, no, or else you know, regular policemen. Because that one guy who ran at the police and just got shot. At. Remember in the second episode where he knocks oh, down the electrical? Well, yeah, that that was power brokers, man. But uh, yeah. Uh, no, I thought that was the regular police, but power broker tipped them off. Maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't matter anyway. The, yeah. It was regular people just shot him to death because he decided to run headfirst at them. I mean, anyway. like Captain America isn't bulletproof, you know. <laughs> He's like, I've seen Captain America run at charging bullets. No problem. He had a shield. <laughs> ah, that's it. 
So yeah, speaking of Captain America, let's talk about the reveal of our new Captain America. Because like, Captain America one of the highlights is... Yield. Um, All those who oppose this shield must yield. <laughs> With red, white, and blue, it comes on through because Captain America is going to throw his mighty shield. A lot of singing. We get Captain America Falcon, and oh my god, that suit, dude! Oh, uh, okay. So it's he throws the shield through the window, and then he comes in in the suit, and it's just. I love the new suit. It's ripped because it leaked a while back. Like on, it was some toy or whatever. But I avoid okay. looking at it. But they just ripped it directly from the comics. Like it is like spot on what it looks like in the comics. It's amazing uh, how well they like translated it. I was I was initially a bit uh like a bit not weird out or apprehensive. I was just like, huh, okay, they they went with that because I I would have thought being at Captain America and Falcon, there would have been like a lot more red in the mm. Uh, you're breaking up a bit. A lot more red in the armor? Is that what you're going to say? The screen, the more... The, so, what? You, you, you broke up a bit there. There would be a lot more red in the oh, armor, no. you were saying. Yeah, a lot more red in the armor. Uh, but the more I saw it on screen, uh, the more the, the more I, I, I it grew on me. So now I, I, I like it. I really like it. And they I, kept the wings, which I knew which they would. Not, but... <laughs> but now I think they might be vibranium, which is even cooler. Oh yeah, if it's from the from... Wakandans. Oh yeah, I know. Like they they use vibranium to make their tea every night. Like there's there's vibranium in everything over there. Like shields, spears, spoons, <laughs> everything's vibranium in that place. Like yeah, I know. But uh, he comes in and then Captain America. Ooh, he comes in and it's it's time to fight. He takes on that super soldier guy or whatever. He uses the jetpack to ta- to like tackle him with the shield, which is kind of sick. Where he, like he shield yeah. rushes him, but it like it also jets him forward. So that was pretty cool. But then, yeah, again, we, again, we kind have, of showing off the different fighting style of Sam compared to Steve, you know, yeah, or even compared to John Walker, like the, oh, compared yeah. to Steve or John, Sam's way more athletic. You see him do a bunch of flips later on, which I'm like. Yeah. I love how the minute he moves into the shadows, he starts doing the flips because you know they definitely just tagged it a stunt guy or whatever. <laughs> That's definitely on some stunt man's like fucking like you know like that a little thing where it's like their portfolio. It's like their show reel. Yeah, like, it's on his show reel of just him in the Falcon suit doing a bunch of flips or whatever. You're doing a series of flips. But yeah, no, I was gonna uh... say. Um, then Sam takes on the most dangerous man from France, Batroc the Leaper. The greatest jumper of all time. And that somehow makes him a threat, I guess. Do we actually see him doing any flips and shit in this, in this episode? I think, he, I think he does a flip at one point. I'm okay. pretty sure he does like a big jump or a flip or is, whatever. Is that Batroc's like whole power? Is that he, he can jump real good? He is Batroc the Leaper. The greatest jumper in France. Which makes him the most dangerous man in France. Because he can jump more, jump more than a regular man. Fucking ridiculous character. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> His whole gimmick is he jumps real good. But yeah, no. The two of them start going for it. And I guess he's kind of pissed off because Sam like beat him up in the first episode in that first helicopter chase. Because you know, yeah, the natural it, like lost money, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I maybe I, I guess ruined his sixth squirrel suit, took out a bunch of his guys. Oh man, it's it's rough being Batrock. 
It, it ain't easy. It ain't easy being purple. It ain't easy being that guy. But um, they're going at it. That's they got a pretty cool fight. Once again, back to my notes. It's just these characters turn up, then they fight for a bit. So then, uh, Bucky and Sharon split up to go like chase some flag smashers and like get the hostages back or whatever. And Bucky's gonna go after Carly, but then gets distracted by a phone call and loses his super soldier person that he's following, which is the dumbest part of the episode by far. He's just he's he's like following one of them, and then he's like, "It's a phone call from Carly." And he like he picks up the phone. And he's like, "Yeah, who's 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 this?" Yeah, and she talks I to him did. for like a minute, and he loses his fucking super soldier he was following. To be fair, like, uh, yeah, I was thinking he was like, "You could keep running and and talking." I I don't know. Maybe it's more like maybe it's the kind of Winter Soldier side of him that would be like uber focused, hunt this guy down, and then like someone offers him a phone, and he just goes back to kind of being just. Bucky. So <laughs> maybe it's because he's from the oh, yeah. 1940s and they, they only had stationary phones back there. So he doesn't know how to walk <laughs> and talk. And this. That fucking super soldier's running away. Put her on loudspeaker and chase him down while you're at it. Oh, God. <laughs> meanwhile, sh- meanwhile, Sharon, aka someone we're going to bring up real later because um, pick up the phone. I called it. Um, mm-hmm. Sharon I mean, follows that big super soldier guy who's, as mentioned, putting the locks on the back of the truck. Because apparently having a seven foot tall super soldier, the most you could do with him is have him drive a truck and place some bombs on a thing, I guess. No wasted potential there. That wouldn't have been a sick fight or anything, I swear. Oh I sound real gosh. bitter. I did enjoy this. I did I I, I swear there's some I, I really did enjoy this. I guess it's to show like of course Sharon wouldn't get in like hand to hand combat with a seven foot soldier and She's got things that can burn your skin. Oh my god. What happened to Sharon, man? Who hurt say, her? Is that a reference to something? Are those like I was trying to because when they dropped the gas at the start, I thought that was gonna be like, oh, it's Mysterio gas. Cause you know it's kind of green, or it's like, oh, this yeah. is something another villain used. Maybe we saw crossbones using it, but like from what I could think of, I couldn't think of anyone who used like gas grenades Just... that also liquefy you. Generic bad gas. <laughs> Maybe maybe they're like the scorpions, like you know Matt Gargan, because he uses acid to like melt people. But like that's mm. probably a stretch. Oh, the, then again, it was green as well, so I don't know. Maybe there's connection to to him. The, it, it wasn't pointed out, so I'm just I'm pulling that out of my ass at this point. Maybe. But she she liquidates that man, which is pretty funny. And then uh, I say funny. It was fucked up. It was like <laughs> probably the darkest thing we've seen in this show. Oh, sorry, not the darkest thing, but like probably the darkest death we've seen. I like, but, uh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm liking the slightly, I'm liking the bit of the darker tone with the, the series. It's, it's, oh, yeah, no, like, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the fact that they're taking on real world issues and going dark with it. Like, good on yeah. it. Like, it's really, it is a fun time. But then that's clashing with the man who's wearing red, white, and blue and doing sick flips in his, like, his Falcon <laughs> costume. So I guess it's still not that dark. But, um, I'm trying to think here. So then Bucky chases them on his motorcycle and does like a, what I'm assuming is an Age of Ultron reference. So stick with me on this. You know in Age of Ultron where Cap's on the motorbike and he does a flip over the handlebars and he throws the motorbike? Yeah. Bucky like chased them down in like the vans and he does a similar routine except he just like instead of the motorbike flipping he, just he yeets himself just over the handlebars straight at them. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, and it's, it's an effective way to get go somewhere, I guess. Uh... <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he's like, I've got this. It looked like a jackass stunt. Like uh... I'm assuming that was actually Johnny Knoxville under there, like under all that hair and like super so like under that metal arm is actually just the jackass logo because he just went flying over the handlebar. I'm like, he's gonna ragdoll. He's just. I don't care what they pumped into him. His neck is broken. Oh, God. But yeah, but yeah um, Bucky, Bucky catches up, eats himself at him, and, um, you know, the, the super soldiers versus him. They all start having a brawl. Um, they, all, they all gang up on him, and then we get the return. The MVP. Oh, wait. Our best boy. We definitely missed a bit. We'll come back to it. Uh, Carly just up. sets the truck on fire because she's just like, distract him. He needs to save people, you know? Yeah. She has a line earlier on where she's just like, if it comes to it, we kill the hostages. We take whatever we have to do. And then she's like, one world. And she looks at her people and none of them are on board. And it's like, what the fuck is she talking about? Yeah. I think this bitch is after snapping. I think she's gone. At what <laughs> point did they decide she was crazy? Was it before or after she started murdering people? They were on board, on board with all the acts of terrorism, but then setting a truck full of people on fire was, I guess, too far. It's weird that that's where they drew the line, but it's, yeah, eventually they're like, yeah, one people or whatever. And then she does set the truck over. She's like, she, he needs people to save. And like, Bucky runs in or whatever. He's trying to punch it open. It's weird. And then our boy, the MVP, the fucking the super soldier, the hero of legend, the greatest warrior of the MCU. That is John Walker, Captain America. Or should I say US agent? Rocks <laughs> up ready for a fight. Saves Bucky's ass. The two of them fight off the super soldiers. You realize Until... his uh, shield is kind of shit because it's not vibranium, but... <laughs> I can't remember who does it, but he throws it at someone and they just knock it away. And it like, does it lodge yeah. a building or like hits the ground or something? It, like it definitely gets a few dents in it and stuff as well, you know. Yeah, but then definitely like made it out of some like. Bucky goes over to save around. the people, and he's ready to take them all on. And then the three of them just dog him. They just like they hop on, and they're just fucking <laughs> pounding on him. And I just laughed my because there's so much build up. He's like, he's gonna fight him. It's gonna be great. And they're just fucking hitting him. They're just like he's on the ground. And they're still kicking him. It's so funny. This is. This ep- this this season very much changed from Falcon and the Winter Soldier to everyone just fucking dunks on John Walker and <laughs> beats the shit out of him. He's like you a know, lovable uh, underdog. Yeah, I don't blame him for being a bit angry, you know, because everyone just <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> just gets I, I shit get, on. He just gets shit on so hard. Like even in real life and in the show, the guy just gets shit on so hard. But like they're just beating on him they're just really wailing into him and eventually he gets back up and him and bucky take him down or whatever but it's just oh, yeah, like... he realizes the power of dead friendship when he sees that medal of honor on his shield uh... <laughs> i assumed he saw the medal thought about lamar and then he thought about 9-11 and that got him back up because <laughs> <laughs> as we established last week in the comics he had all the names of the 9-11 survivors or, or sorry not survivors people who died like written yeah. on the inside of his shield and the power of that patriotism got him back up on his feet. And then him and Bucky fought those guys off. It wasn't all the drugs, Rianne. It wasn't all the super soldier serum in his veins. It wasn't 
all the steroids. It was, he's not Camille Nanjiani. It wasn't the steroids. It was just the old red, white, and blue in his veins. That's what got him back up. This fucker, they get back up. And, um, oh, fuck, what happens next? I'm going to check the notes there for a second. Um, oh, yeah. Falcon fights another helicopter. Another helicopter. Falcon's arch nemesis, a helicopter. <laughs> As they said, they set it up in episode one that he's major rival. You think it's Batroc. You think it's the power broker. You think it's systemic racism. No, 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 dear audience. The true enemy of the Falcon is helicopters, apparently. Helicopters. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, this is mostly just like a tech demo for his new Captain America suit to like show us what he can do. Yeah. It, and this is definitely why we've been been like a little light on the action for the last couple of episodes because they were saving up to do this big action sequence. Mm-mm. Like one hundred percent, they were saving the budget for this episode, which once again we called that. But like, what did you think of him fighting the helicopters? He really fought them helicopter. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um yeah, uh, it's. I mean. I, I laugh at the, like, of course, it's the end of it because he spends so long, like, trying to catch up to the helicopter and just get involved when your man just stops him by, like, shooting at him a little bit. To which I'm like, how are these bullets, like, not ricocheting and killing, you know, the people inside as well? <laughs> I mean, like, why does he even care about bullets? His wings are made of vibranium and he has the shield on him. Just, this is like, turn and duck your head behind the yeah. wing. Yeah, and like I, I'm, I, I don't know. Um, it's a dumb episode. It's like, Sorry, <laughs> it's a dumb episode. There, there's some questionable things going on. You know, you could have Red Wing laser through something and just save the the helicopter or the people in it or something. Uh, yeah. To be oh, fair, how cute the is maneuver- the new Red Wings? There's two of them now. It's, there's two, two Red Wings now. It's so cute. Um, it's it's like although the maneuver of him taking it down. Uh, and like, of course, he saves uh, two two people from another helicopter. But it, it, I kind of like the way he took down the helicopter is also pretty rad. Uh, well, the helicopter pilot, I guess, is that chucks the shield, which knocks oh. off the door, and then he flies through it and gets your man. And then so there's someone cool. inside who can fly it. And I, even when he like scans it, and he's like, "Can anybody in there fly it?" And he's like, "On on five. And then like she's counting down, and he like flies in and takes out the guy. Yeah, that, that is that rad. Really cool. You see, that was pretty good. But honestly, I would have preferred if um, it's because it's set in New York, obviously. It's set in New York. So I would have preferred mm-hmm. the classic New York way of when the villain's winning and, and the hero can't save the hostages. Someone should have thrown a brick at the helicopter. And then the pilot looks over to the bridge. <laughs> and then he just got a bunch of New Yorkers and he's like, when you mess with hey. one New Yorker, you mess with all of us. And they just start chucking trash at him, Spider-Man one style. <laughs> Fucking just Falcons there, just like, ah, oh, from Louisiana, but thanks. Go get him, Spidey. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> Captain America, but you know what? Cool. Thank you. <laughs> You're in Brooklyn now. Oh, fuck. See, no, it's, it's not a New York when all the New Yorkers decide to, uh, you know, fight back for their homeland of New York. Oh, but fuck, that was funny. But um, but yeah, no. When, when does he do? And I, we might have skipped over this, but you know that moment where he does like, 
he does kind of a, like a cartwheel maneuver, but like he's he's flying. He does like a flip and he throws the shield like he does like you know when Sonic like rolls over. He does like the Sonic roll forward and throws the shield yeah. at someone. Is that the helicopter? Or is that earlier on? I just remember him doing it, but I, I can't remember who he does it to. I can't remember because I got very distracted by the thought of uh, the end of Endgame where everyone shows back up and you have like the army, you know, the army of Wakanda come through and all the wizards and stuff and one portal just opens and it's just so many New Yorkers going <laughs> up Thanos' ass. <laughs> They're just chucking trash at him like like bricks and like fucking empty cans and shit. <laughs> Go get him, Spidey! <laughs> one of us. Oh fuck! Like Peter Parker goes down at one point, and they all like they shuttle him over their heads, Jesus style, like they did in Spider Man Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, he'll never, I'll never make it there alone. And he's like, you're not alone. Instead of the female Avengers rocking up, it's just a bunch of New Yorkers carrying Spider Man there with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> fuck! I would have liked that more instead of the ladies dying up. That would have been amazing. <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, once again, Falcon fighting a helicopter. That's really cool, really impressive. Looks very expensive. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna stop yeah. calling him Falcon. I'm gonna call him Captain America. Captain America. Captain America. I'm not. I'm not gonna dead name him as as Falcon. That's his old name. He's now Captain America. We're gonna call him Captain America. So Captain America, like taking on that helicopter, was sick. It was very impressive and looked and expected. It. That said, in the first episode, he fought three helicopters in a plane. <laughs> So this isn't as cool, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, no offense. Just at, bring it to New York. Uh, unlike, this is a lesson all the Netflix shows should have learned. But just because something is in New York does not instantly make it cool or impressive. So like... But hey, <laughs> less, less helicopters, but more hostages. <sighs> True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in many ways i would have liked more helicopters more hostages like life could be good but it could be better hey like if they put all the hostages on the helicopters what the fuck would bucky do you know <laughs> he'd just fall off his motorbike like a dumbass he he fucking he rock up to the launch bridge himself and- into the sky with his motorbike <laughs> He drive onto the bridge full speed, hit one of the ramps, and like yeet his body off of it into the helicopter, taking out the pilot, and then Sam flies in and gets the other hostages. Also, <laughs> there's three hostages in there. One of them flies the, the helicopter, Sam catches the other one, and Red Wing just happens to catch the third one. Like Red did Red Wing did half the work there. Like Sam Sam didn't save them as much as Red Wing saved them. Just say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, back to Bucky, I guess. Whatever, whatever the fuck him and John Walker were doing. Um, fighting, fighting the flag <laughs> smashers. I guess they fall into some construction site, and oh, Carly yeah. attempts to drive the truck with the hostages off into it. You know, to which I thought we were going to get a moment of Bucky like catching the. The, the truck which i'm like would have been rad but the more i thought about it, i'm like nah that probably would have definitely killed him um, you see here's the thing bucky's such a dumbass he definitely would have tried it though oh he definitely like, he's like i got this put some metal arm up and then just gets 
liquidated. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he's super strong and stuff, but I don't think he's surviving that, you know? Actually, before that, uh, we get Carly taking on um, Thing, taking on John Walker, and he's like, he's finally going to get his revenge for what happened to Lamar two episodes ago. Yeah. And like the two of them are, they're like fighting, and he's winning. Like, he's actually winning. Oh, yeah. For once ever in the series. For once ever, John Walker is winning a fight. And then she's is him just, murdering uh, someone, him not winning. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll call it a technical win. He did, it's a win by default because that other man had a shield win by in his elimination. <laughs> fucking Mortal Kombat over here with John Walker putting a shield through you. But um fucking she's like faster than him, but he's much better as a fighter just because he's been trained in the military. Like we don't know yeah. what training Carly has, but this guy's this guy's been training for years as a fighter. So it makes sense that he's better. So she's just kind of dodging more than anything. I'm just surprised he just didn't fucking shoot her. Oh, uh, but my favorite part is when she like kicks him. Like she she hops to the bar and kicks him in the neck, kicks him in the chin, and you hear a smack. And I genuinely thought for a second she had snapped another like person's neck with a kick. Yeah. I thought she'd use her classic move of kick a man to death in one shot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought our boy Johnny Walker, our favorite Marvel hero, John Walker, I thought he was gone for a second. I thought he was down. <laughs> but yeah, um, but then there's the moment where the truck's gonna fall. And John yeah. Walker's just like he gets Do the, I go after the... Carly or do I rescue the truck? And I'm happy they gave that so much time and so much dramatic nuance to let that moment set and let that be. No, they didn't. Oh, there's like three second thing where he looks at her, looks at the truck and then runs at the truck. Wow. Okay. I guess, I guess we don't have, I guess in the six hour series, we don't have the time for that. Cool. John right. Walker development. Yeah. Fuck that. Um... Fuck, fuck that. We gotta, we gotta ham fistedly get to the finale. Doesn't even do, it doesn't shit. even do a good job of rescuing the truck either, you know? Yeah, because it, it, keep, it falls anyway. <laughs> kind of fucks, as usual, our, the people's champion, John Walker, just kind of fucks it. He just kind of ruins yeah. the job. Captain America has to come in and fix it, you know? Oh, but how cool is it when fucking Sam flies in there, wings akimbo, fucking the jet comes on, you're like, he's not going to be able to put, push that thing up. And then the two fucking red yeah. wings come in and they start using their jets and they're pushing that truck up. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. Again, it's... kind of, I, I like how, you know, it's like, of course he's not going to be able to really hold it himself because he's not superhuman. He's just a dude. And yeah. like, yeah, so we're going to get our two extra red wings in there and help out, you know? <laughs> so Now, here's the thing, right? That's really cool. And it was a really cool moment. But the show is called falcon and winter soldier right yeah and now would it not have and maybe i'm completely wrong people can argue with me later on but would it have not made more sense right so we have the hostages they're gonna die they're gonna go down and then sam flies in there and he's trying to hold the he's trying to push the truck up but he can't do it by himself he's putting everything into it he can't do it by himself and then bucky comes at him from behind grabs the back of the truck with his metal arm and grabs the ground with his regular arm and helps pull the truck back up onto the thing, cementing their friendship and the fact yeah. that they've grown to be a team and a partnership. Would that have not been, you know, I don't know, an organic end to their character arc as a couple slash friends? I don't think they're, we're at the end of their character arc, though, you know? 
it's just it, it feels like the whole thing was built sure, towards they're them working becoming together. partners but are they a know. synchronized team yet though uh they, i they kind of give off that vibe by the end this. oh definitely we'll talk about that in a minute but it's like that's the vibe they're giving like they're this like this official team now and they're like their partners or whatever but like no nah. i think Bucky just yeets himself off stuff and Sam saves everyone's asses nine times out of ten, like. No, yeah, no, I think it's like, because I know we make the joke about Bucky and Sam hooking up together and stuff, but, like, the two of them, like, you know, they're, 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 like, they're friends, in quotation marks, like, you know, they were, like, friend of friends, and now they have to kind of stick together because they don't have Steve anymore, and it's kind of like growing to kind of like each other, I suppose, was a whole big thing of this series. So I guess by the end, it's like, oh, they're friends now. But I guess we want to continue it and see, can they be a team? I, mean, it, you know, I don't so. know. It's just, it's just weird. But uh, you're right. You, you do make like the good point. But it's Sam just kind of saves everyone's ass. Also, how cool is it where like the shield and the wings kind of combo together to like protect him from the falling helicopter? Ah, it's, that's cool. That's pretty rad. That's pretty. That's pretty sick. So then, from there, um, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, they chase Carly into what is the minute you see this. We pointed this out on episodes before. But you know, the minute you see a dimly lit warehouse with like a lot of machinery and like it's like an enclosed area with some pipes and some metal and shit. And you're like, oh yeah, this is a fighting warehouse. Like mm-hmm. it's the minute you see it. It's got a certain look to it. I know. I, w- I was laughing at that too. I was just like, "Oh, we're we're in the abandoned warehouse again." Means means some fighting's gonna go down. I assume they were gonna fights anywhere else in this series. I guess. I assume uh... they were gonna pan over and we'd see Daredevil in the corner, and then like <laughs> you'd push a little further, and they're actually shooting the show Gotham as well. Like it's <laughs> the any time it's just like an abandoned warehouse with some pipes and shit. I guess. Like it's the minute I saw, I was like, yeah, all right, we're gonna get some like cool flips and some close combat, I guess. Like superheroes, superheroes' natural environment is an abandoned warehouse with some pipes and stuff. You know, if you want to, to raise them good and you know yeah. have them have them be happy in in their freedom, you have to release them into the wild in an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> I guess it also makes sense because it's an enclosed set or whatever, and when they destroy the building, it doesn't matter as much. Like, remember that like really like yeah. fancy looking building he's fighting Batroc at the start? I'm like, if the, all the action stayed there, it would have been sick because it's like this really high tech, like well designed building. Nah, let's take it to an abandoned warehouse where no matter what they break, it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. All right, that it's a it's a choice, mm-hmm. though. They made a choice, but um. We get the big. They split up and look for clues. The team splits up because you know they gotta they gotta catch Batroc, Carly, and the other three super soldiers. I guess who I love yeah, their thing of they just kind of fuck. Oh, how great is that moment where he just hands her the gun? And the mist is like go go. See, he should have he should have came up behind her, and like picked her up and then leaped out of there. Used his big jumps. That's the only way to do it. Hello? You still there? Anyone else? Just me? All around me are familiar faces. Oh. Hey, you still there? I, I think I lost you for a minute, I'll be real. I lost I lost you for a minute. <laughs> oh my god. And like Sam and Bucky, we've come back together. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. We find um, each other in the end. <laughs> but um, 
so what I was getting at is he should have just grabbed Carly and then leapered out of there. That's his one big thing, jumping real good. <laughs> and I then we get, away. we get a big reveal when they all split up and look for clues. And Rhiannon, you want to tell us what that big reveal is? Oh, uh, yeah. I know. Sec, I, just, uh, sec, I just have to get the phone there. I have to pick up the phone because I um I think I called it. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's not that hard to call it. Like, of course, they, they showed it in the previous episode where Sharon Carter, surprise, surprise, is the power broker. To which I get- I'm like, okay, but why? You know, and, and the, like, they kind of try and allude to the fact that, like, oh, you just want to control the world that hurt you, you know? And I'm just like bitch you just got kicked out because you stole shit from the u.s government i'm like where is all this this coming from like did you learn nothing from steve i'm so very confused i mean let's not talk about her history with steve because she's he's the man she fell in love with and then found out might be her secret uncle like she probably grew up as a little girl with steve uh, around as well she probably grew up with steve while she was a child and he was probably always around her aunt or whatever so she probably had some fucked up feelings towards Steve Rogers after she fell like Yeah. When she fell for him, there was definitely something fucked about that. Like never mind the relationship between like her favorite aunt and the guy she had also it's it's weird. It's weird is all I'm getting. Yeah, it is we don't think about it too much. Um... also spoilers for what's left of the episode, but it's it shows an awful lot of restraint that they didn't have Steve Rogers rock up in this episode. That that was the only thing I thought like we are- it just really brings up the question. Where the fuck is Steve Rogers? Is he He's dead? Did he go back to his own dimension? Is he on the moon? Um, <laughs> it's... it. I We called a lot of things about this episode. And what bugs me is the fact we were right about every single one of them. Except <laughs> Steve Rogers turning up. Steve Rogers hasn't turned up and that kind of caught me off guard. Because I thought he was yeah, going to walk yeah. up by the end. But anyway, anyway. So we find out Sharon is the power broker. And yeah. It's implied she's like, you just want to rule Magipur again. Blah, blah, blah. You need your muscle back. And then Batrock comes and he's like, oh, you're the power broker? Because, you know, for all yeah. the slow members of the audience who hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, yeah, gotta... yeah, yeah. There's an awful lot of that in this series where it's like someone implies a thing and then you immediately have a character say that thing out loud so the audience <laughs> gets it in case, like, some of the some of the like the hard readers in the back didn't get it. Some of the like... But, like, as, as I say, dude, I mean, like... There, there's people out there who do not do not worship Kevin Feige like we do and do not know yeah. these movies inside and out, you know? Like, I know I, very often when I watch... Look, because my mom likes to watch the MCU stuff with me and everything, so yeah. when I watch stuff with her, she's constantly asking me questions. Like, I had to fill in a lot of stuff for her, and I'm like, you watch these movies? And she's just like, well, I'm not going to remember everything. So, like, it's for more oh, the no. casual viewer and stuff. So, I, yeah. I get that, but I feel like... they're they're almost undervaluing the casual viewer when they're just like laying everything on front street. Like there's yeah, a lot of stuff suppose. where it's like, it's not even like they're making it super obvious. It's like just poor filmmaking, I guess, or for like edit it where it's like, it, the Zemo thing is another one where it's like, we've got to go see him. You didn't need to name Zemo because you were immediately going to show Zemo. It's like, yeah, you're showing a lot of stuff and you're telling a lot of stuff but you don't need to do the same, do them at the same time. You don't have to be like, you just want the power back so you can rule Magipur, the power broker. 
And then Batroc turn around and be like, wow, you're the power broker this whole time? We've been thinking about that for six episodes or whatever. Like, you don't need that. <laughs> Fucking, like... And I know it's only a small thing, but there's so many of those small bits throughout the other episodes that it really bugs me. And I'm getting petty about it now, and I'm going to stop being yeah. petty about it. But it's it's just bad filmmaking, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. And then they have their little Mexican standoff. That's kind of fun. Yeah, and like Bar- Bartok's like, oh, now you spend- give me four times the amount you promised. And I'm like, Bartok, is this really the best situation to start blackmailing her? Really? Uh, turns out it wasn't because he gets fucking shot. <laughs> turns out he could leap away from anything except a bullet, I guess. <laughs> uh, also, okay. Sharon gets shot. So, um... yeah. Does she shoot him in the... No, she shoots Carly in the back. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. So we get Carly fighting Sam. That's yeah. Sam rocks up. And it's lucky that Sam well, was it's more Carly shot. punching Sam and Sam just not really doing much back because he doesn't really want to do fight this, you know? I did like that. I did like the idea that like Sam do- has, hasn't wanted to fight this whole time and isn't going to fight. Because if that was John or Bucky or Zemo, they would have oh, yeah. just like beaten up Carly. But he was just like, I don't want to fight you. Yeah, and she's screaming at him like, fight me! Fight me! Yeah. Which it's that's a that's one of the better moments of this episode. But also, if he had said, I don't know, maybe if he had happened to fight her and then, you know, incapacitated her, maybe she wouldn't have been shot in the back and died. So, you know, maybe he should have just fought her. I don't, I don't know. know if he was really uh, expecting <laughs> Sharon oh. to uh, come in and, uh, you know, <laughs> empty a uh, magazine in her, but, you know. <laughs> Luckily, we're lucky that Sam and Bucky were out of earshot the three times they called Sharon the power broker. Yeah, otherwise, you know? And they don't speak French, thank goodness. Otherwise... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, lucky John Walker and Sam and Bucky just... They, there's an opposite parts of that big warehouse. And there's no echo there, apparently. I just like to find, well, that's going on. Uh, Bucky and John Walker, like, pulled out the app on their phone. And, you know, like, yeah, you know what? We'll get him if we told him to go here. Ha, ha, ha. Wait, um, Bucky, are we going to use your credit card or like use my phone and your email or we got to set up an account? John definitely had to do it because Bucky was like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, hey, Siri, set up app. He's, he's like, that's not how it works. He's that's either used to like old 1940s technology or super futuristic technology from Wakanda. He struggles with the technology in between. There's um, no middle ground for Bucky. He does not like, he can't work a juicer. <laughs> Cannot walk a toaster, but he can work a high-tech vibranium iron for some reason. <laughs> uh, but I do love that moment where um, fucking Carly's like last three hench people are just like, "Fuck this, we're getting out of here." She's gone crazy. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna leg it out the back door, get out of here before she fucking like she takes us all then. Yeah. And just like they're gonna get like a fucking Uber out of there, but luckily. Um, Bucky and John Walker have set it up and like all the police rock up and all the fucking armed guards just catch them and it's off to the raft for them or is it or is it fuck it so then Carly gets shot in the back after her uh, drawn out fights with Sam once again in my notes I just have Carly and Sam clash they fight for a bit that's like (laughs) there's so many times where it's like Bucky fights a Bucky meets a guy in the sand pit then they fight for a bit. John Walker comes in. Then they all fight for a bit. It's 
I'm not complaining about all the action. I'm just saying it's there's not there's not a lot of commentary you can give to and then they punch for a bit. Which is maybe why I'm so nitpicky nit, nit, nit like, this episode. And <laughs> oh, they punch for a bit. And then they punch um, for a bit. But yeah, no. I guess um, it's the struggle where all your superhero like of course, you know, of course Falcon has his wings and stuff, but their main their main <laughs> main thing of fighting is just punching. You know? Oh, I punched my desk because I said that. Uh, oh my god, you got into a fight with the desk. <laughs> then Rianne and the desk punched for a bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my arch you know, nemesis, I, the desk. I've actually figured out what the problem with this episode is, though. You want to know what the problem with this episode is, Rianne? What the problem with the episode, my friend? No big blue lasers. That's a problem. <laughs> if they had a big blue laser in the sky, <laughs> I would have loved it. That's the problem right there. Solved it. No, god damn lasers ah. so then um everything kind of works itself out sam flies carly's body back and then like he's on tv as captain america and then once be honest with me do you think kevin feige and the writers and directors of the show do you think their wrists are sore do you think they've got sore wrists because this was so heavy-handed. I have to assume their wrists are sore. Like they I mean, must be like, really say, struggling because it's you so say heavy-handed, heavy-handed, but it's been a theme of this show for the past few episodes. So no, I don't think so. I think this is where it's meant to be to be going. You know. You know. You know. What my favorite part of any movie is when a character turns and they give a three-minute speech about the theme of the movie in case we haven't gotten it yet. I mean. Yeah, but like he's the new it's, captain of America. I don't know. I like the speech. It, I, it was I, good. It really solidifies Sam as new Captain America for me. You know? I, I like it, but it goes about a minute too long. It I'm like, okay. I'm agreeing with his points. And then he's like, and another thing. I'm a black man being Captain America. And sure, people don't like that, but that's okay because I'm okay with myself and I've learned to live with it and I've learned to live with other people. And he just keeps going. I'm like, Thank you. Like, Thank you for describing was, all your like, character I was okay with it and... because like, I, again, I think this was what the whole series was building up to. It just Sam accepting to be Captain Captain America and taking on that responsibility, you know? It's, and his responsibility it, is to be a role model and a good person and telling people, don't be shitty. Don't do not do that. That's a terrible it, idea. What are you doing? I guess it's, I think it's just the fact it's been so long since I've had a good old-fashioned Steve Rogers speech. Yeah, like, Steve Rogers did a heavy-handed speech all the time, but it was like yeah. there was subtlety, there was a bit of nuance to it. So heavy-handed probably isn't the right word for it. But in this scenario, like I don't know what it is, but it's like maybe because it goes a minute or so too long. Maybe it's because it's just like we're laying every theme of the show out here on Front Street in case anyone didn't get it yet. In case anyone's figured out that the bad guy was racism all along, like. <laughs> You know what it is, right? And this is the difference between the WandaVision finale and the finale of this. I, I'm sick of shitting on this finale. I did have a good time. There were some really yeah. sick moments in here. But you know the moment where Vision and um, Diet Coke Vision have their little conversation and they're talking about the ship of thesis, thesis and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you take bits away. Is it even still the real thing? And it's like, maybe it was the adventures all along. Maybe that's what create was the real part. And that's yeah. a beautiful metaphor for the two Visions and then they come to the understanding that like it doesn't matter who's the real vision and one unlocks the other and then he goes back into the fight to save his wife. 
That mm-hmm. is a beautiful scene. Beautiful scene. It caps off that character's emotional arc in both that episode and the series. But it doesn't explain everything to the audience. It doesn't sit down and be like, you're the vision, but I'm the vision. But if I'm the vision, you can't be the vision. Who's the real vision? They use vision parts yeah, for you, yeah. but I got them. It's like, it doesn't It doesn't lay it out on front street like that. It's not like, I don't know. It This this scene feels overly simplistic and feels like preachy. I, I don't know. It's weird. I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this because I've, but I genuinely love that WandaVision finale way more than this finale. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's it's, in the, that's your opinion, my friend, and that's how you feel is. about it. I do also prefer the WandaVision finale, but uh, I still had a lot of fun with this finale, and I like sure. I like Sam's speech at the end. It, it's, uh, see, that's the thing. This finale is good, but not great. It's like there's a lot of good in there, but it's just like the sum of the parts don't add up to like a good and we're not like, finished with it yet not uh yeah what comes next because i know he gives his big speech on tv gives his big see, speech and they're like go see uh, Isaiah, or is that next am i wrong i i don't know but all i could say is that you know those three henchmen they get loaded into the truck someone's <laughs> just like ah one world one people and then they're like they're like ah yes you know we got this and then their truck fucking explodes and you it just turns and it's zemo's butler like i, I just fucking so much I and yeah Zemo in prison as well you know so I forgot that it was his butler for a second I was like yeah who's this old man again <laughs> and like I stopped for a second I'm like is he a villain do, do I might forget and then it cuts to Zemo I'm like oh that was his butler oh yeah now we're Zemo does not leave anyone alive like the man is ruthless <laughs> fucking love me some Zemo Especially because I like the idea of that old man had to build that bomb himself. <laughs> so like Zemo's sending him all the plans and the old man's got like got to get like the plastic explosives and like get all the shit together and like plan out yeah. the explosion and Zemo's just kind of dictating it to him. Oh, fuck. oh God. This is, oh, he this better be just... getting a raise for that. That poor old man. That like fucking... <laughs> when you sign up to be a butler, it's like, oh, I'm going to serve him like tea and like take care of them and do the clothing not like blow up some super soldiers or whatever oh oh god it's just oh but the little the laugh on his the look on his little old man face was so worth it it was so adorable (laughs) when he's like got him um so yeah i guess we it just kind of has the the kind of wrap up of of the episode uh, Um, we get the u.s agent reveal with um, get the U.S. agent reveal with our girl Val, and she's like, "Oh, when I call on you, you gotta come. We don't need Captain America. Things are about to get weird, but we're gonna need a U.S. agent." What do you think that was all about? I don't know. Do you think um, it's like? Do you think it's a setup for a season two, or maybe? I, think... I was thinking more Thunderbolts than anything, but I might be wrong. I know I keep pitching Thunderbolts, but like. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking a season two could it could still incorporate the Thunderbolts. Uh, definitely yeah. something that could still happen. Uh, they Honestly, give him the black I... suit, which looks which looks pretty neat. It looks really um, good on him, actually. Like it, like yeah, it's definitely something they had in mind when they were designing his original Captain America suit. They're like, how are we gonna warp this into the fucking U.S. agent at the end? Yeah. So yeah, no, that that's that's cool. Because uh, I was wondering if like. I don't know how I feel about the name drop of U.S. Agent. Like, it I feels feel it a little. Been... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Like, I feel like it could have been that thing. Like, I know 
we did get finally get a name drop for like oh the scarlet witch in wandavision but like wanda for a long time didn't have a name but like she she was scarlet witch and you didn't necessarily need the name drop for it you know so i i think it could have even just been like a phrasing of it where it's like we're gonna need we're gonna need like an agent someone to work on the inside someone who can protect the u.s we're gonna need ourselves a u.s agent and then that could have been it like you don't Mm -hmm. just go like i know you're the u.s agent yeah for for those of you who don't know who it is go read a marvel comics look it up on wikipedia (laughs) oh just for reference i imagine that's her like turning to the screen to say that (laughs) yeah 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 that fits in line with the tone of the show anyway um we get sam going to meet isaiah and like talking about the fact that like well, look, I'm Captain America now. And I know it's not always going to be easy, but I'm going to protect this. It's probably the best moment in the episode. Mm-mm-mm. Actually, no, I think it is the best moment in this episode where he's just like, yeah, um, I don't care what people say. My people have fought long enough not to let me fight and protect this place. I'm I'm going to be Captain America. Yeah. No, it's, a, really nice, like it's a nice moment between him and Isaiah. Um, and we see a little bit more of Patriot, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah and then we get. Oh yeah. Oh no, he was going to say yeah, and then uh, he brings him to the the St- the Steve Memorial, I suppose. <laughs> it's and this is another thing that like caught me off guard because obviously they go there and they, they there's a section for Isaiah Bradley. There's a little corner yeah. with a statue of him. Be like this is. I didn't pause it to read what it said. I assume it was just like, this is the first person that the serum was tested on or another subject of the Captain America, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, here's his service, here's his platoon. I thought we were going to see a version of him in the suit. I thought we were going to see like, like a version of Isaiah Bradley in like a shitty Captain America suit, like a Stars and Stripes kind of I, thing. I don't know if they would, if like in the MCU, they would have put him in a, in a Captain America suit rather than just I, normal military uniform. I would assume even uh, a military uniform that he kind of just spray paints blue. Like, you know how Steve Rogers was a mix of just, like, military gear and then just the original Captain America costume? Like, the, yeah, the show I, I, kind of one. I, I guess, but, uh, no, it's it's really, it's really sweet. Uh, I yeah. had a moment of, wait, don't people know he's alive then? But no, he is kind of written as, he, he's, he, I suppose, like, officially he's dead, I guess, yeah. you know, so... It, it kind of reminds me, and I've, I think someone mentioned it on the podcast, but if you've ever seen the episode of Doctor Who, where they bring Vincent van Gogh to the, um, to the Louvre, in L- not, L- not the Louvre. Oh, uh, yes, I've seen a scene. I've seen the Paris, seen the, 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 that, the big yeah. museum. And it's like, can you tell me about Vincent van Gogh? And he's just like, <laughs> he was the single greatest artist I've ever seen. And he changed art forever. And it's like, he's saying this to the actual van Gogh. He just doesn't realize it. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of that beautiful scene of finally seeing his legacy put to light and having people like enjoy it. And, like this yeah. thing he was scared and ashamed of for years finally brought to the forefront. That was really beautiful and emotional. And like when he grabs no, his yeah. grandson, he's reading it. Best part of the episode, probably for me. Yeah, no, it's 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 a really, really sweet part of, of the episode. As I hope we get to see a bit I hope we get to see more of Isaiah in that we get more yeah. of the backstory stuff maybe down the line. I honestly think the only reason we didn't get a flashback to him in his days as Captain America or like whatever you call him is because I think we're going to get that as a series. I think we're going to get like Captain America truth, like, or just like truth, red, white, and blue. And like get a young actor to play that guy in the war. I think that'd be an amazing six, six episode series. Do you think they'll do it live action or do you think they could do it as an animated? 
series or see obviously they're doing what if as an animated series but i think they could do a yeah. live action i honestly think yeah it either works for a movie or else like, fuck give me like six episodes or even give me a four episode mini series just as like yeah i take like four 45 minute episodes of that. that'd be amazing i'd love that yeah. but yeah no um, um what else happens because we're, uh, we're close to the sharon end of that, so. sharon gets her pardon that's the after credit scene, but fuck it, we'll, we'll it? hop to it anyway. Yeah, it, it is, oh. but it's, it's so underwhelming as an after credit scene, you forget it's yeah, a mid credit but, scene. Uh, no, whatever. I suppose right before that, we see Sam. Oh, no, Bucky leaves a, the, leaves his book and stuff for the oh, therapist. Yeah. And he's made amends. You know, that character tell... we thought was going to be big for the first two episodes and then just doesn't yeah. turn up again till like one last scene. Yeah, and he he goes tell he go, goes to tell old Asian man uh, his his sins basically. Mm. Uh, See, it's weird because I thought the last name on the list was gonna be Steve, and like he'd flick yeah. through it, and then we'd see him after talking to old Asian man, and a bunch of other. He'd be like him talking to Steve Rogers, like old man Steve Rogers. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been a cute ending, but yeah, no, he finally confesses to old Asian man what he did to his son, and it's kind of yeah. It's a bit sad and a bit beautiful, and that girl from the first episode gets a look in for like twenty seconds. Yeah, and then um, yeah, could possibly return. We, Who knows? Um, maybe. And, and then, well, we don't see them smooch, but we just have to assume him and old Asian man kissed afterwards. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry, I killed your son, and then they start making out, and I'm like, I don't like the weird vibes in this room. <laughs> it's like, why would you do such a thing? Well, how much passion must you have? And he's like, the only passion I have left isn't for killing. It's for you, old <laughs> Asian man. And then he leans in, his metal hand gripping old Asian man's ass cheek. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Uh, we cut to the fucking barbecue on the ship or like at the docks, I guess. Yeah, which is a Not- nice, it's, it's, it's a nice scene. Bucky shows up, you know, he's one of the family now, it seems. You know? Yeah. That's cute. I, I liked that. I liked that he like they invited Uncle Bucky and he's like he's holding the arm up and he's talking to Sam's sister, but he's got like two kids swinging off the metal arm. That was really cool. It's really it's really cute. Um, I, I we got a bit of that in the last episode, but I would love just more of that bromance stuff. Like just them yeah. just like chilling, having fun. Like that was just you've had out. six episodes. You could have got some of that in there. Like yeah, it is. It's cute that like these they go from two guys who hate each other, not hate but like dislike each other strongly in the first two episodes so by this episode they're having barbecues and chilling with people that's really that's kind of a cute development of their character arc and i guess what brought them together was their mutual hatred for john walker i guess i guess like the some of the hatred was bucky just going like be captain america and then he finally is and bucky's okay with him now yeah he's Um, like oh now that you're cap i love you now we're best friends now now that you're a cap now that (laughs) you're a cap i love you uh, maybe he had a secret love for John Walker, but he was just like he was bullying him because you know, like this thing of like when a guy's when a kid's into another kid, it's like the anime trope of of the tsundere or something. You know, it's just like it's just like uh, it's it's not like I like you or anything. <laughs> Classic odd couple. <laughs> oh, senpai John Walker, I love you. Anyway, um, we roll to credits and then. Um, Sharon gets a full pardon and an offer for her job back, which is weird because yeah. Shield is kind of gone, so I don't know where she's going to be working. Sword uh, now. <laughs> maybe sword, or 
maybe at the raft working on the thunderbolts question mark who knows she... uh she she gets her full pardon she calls back whatever her buddy in Majipur is and it's yeah. just like oh yeah we're about to get access to all types of prototype weapons and and stuff and i'm like sharon what is your deal woman like <laughs> who hurt you who hurt you like i understand it's steve but like sharon like honey what what's wrong with you uh yeah um uh, i'll be honest i'm happy that i was right about her being the power broker but i'm also severely disappointed because like yeah it's not a it's very a- deep mystery and it's not very hard to figure out of the five to six main characters who's gonna be the secret bad guy but like yeah that's that's why i was hoping she wasn't the power broker but working for the power broker because like yeah. that made a lot more sense to me but you know her being the power broker it's hard to say it goes against character because reality we haven't spent an awful lot of time with her as a character because she's been in the movies so little yeah but true. like she's I, she's only in two films like, yeah but like i feel it's just such a turn from like you know one of nick fury's trusted agents to i'm gonna sell super soldier serum yep once again it's one of these things where it all happens off screen so we don't see any of these character progressions or anything like that again we can even even see it happen in future in flashback episode or something hopefully Um, but like i don't know i'll have lost interest by then i guess Uh, and that sounds bad but like unless she comes back as a major major villain like i don't know like um it's even the fact that carly is a great character i really like carly yeah. We don't see her backstory. We don't see her origin. We don't see any of that shit. Like it's, it's just like it's alluded to with her and Mama Menenia yeah. and like a bunch I of was, other stuff. But show, I, don't I, tell. I'd love to see what happened to her when she yeah, looks back. Yeah, I was okay with Carly. Uh, like I could f- like f- like I I empathized with what she wanted to do. Like I understand yeah. what she she was going to do. But like again, you were saying we didn't get the backstory. We didn't get the motivation yeah. behind this. We didn't get Even why the Agatha fuck she wanted to fucking... start murdering people all of a sudden. But <laughs> Even Agatha got a fucking flashback. And then the minute you get that flashback, you get it. You understand why she's being evil or why she's like draining dark power. Because she like unlocked a really powerful thing and everyone she loved turned on her. Yeah. Suddenly you get why she's a bad guy. Makes complete sense for her to do everything evil. But currently yeah. it's just like, we don't see her blip back. We don't see her life before everyone came back. We don't see all the stuff with Mama Mananya. It just, I, I'm not, I'm never going to pronounce that woman's name, by the way. But it's Mama Danya, I think. Madanya, is it? Mother Madamia. But it's, yeah. we never see any of that. So it just leaves us with a character who shouts about change and all this big stuff, but then also does big cartoonishly villainous stuff, like sets people on fire and blows up buildings like, or whatever. Like, yeah, it's like the thing they say of just like when Marvel have a villain that's getting maybe a bit too sympathetic and their point starts making sense. Gotta make him do evil things. Uh, you know, go go blend a puppy or something. Um, Even like fucking... Obviously, the only outlier I can think of is Thanos. But like every other major Marvel villain that's like properly good, we get a reason to root for them. Like yeah. even Michael B. Jordan, um, Killmonger. We yeah. get the flashback. We see how his dad dies. We see how the world let him down, which is a very similar thing to Carly. Someone mm-hmm. whose like family was lost, the world let her down, and now she's angry and she wants change. Mm-hmm. And she's got a more or less relatable cause. But because we don't build and understand and see all that, 
She just seems like a crazy woman who loves blowing people up because she wants people <laughs> to live in old houses or some shit. Like, I asked two different people what they thought her plan was, and they're like, I don't know. Does she even have a plan? I, I don't she know. Really did. Abduct some people and maybe blow them up if she gets a chance. It's, I don't know. Man. Yeah, it's just. It's... This was a As wet say, part I of an think... episode. I think like this this season had good moments and like it's not it's not terrible te- te- television by any means like still very enjoyable um yeah. I, I i like it's a marvel series it's it's yeah, good there's really it, good it fantastic no nah, but yeah. it has its flaws i mean like pretty much every show has it but the, oh, i yeah. think this series definitely feels like just a setup to get sam to be captain america yeah, the one hundred percent. It is because, Sam's story and how he gets there. Yeah, because all the stuff to do with Sam and coming with to his decision to be Captain America is good. Fantastic. Like the Isaiah Bradley stuff is good, you know. So it, it's is what gets me is the stuff they allude at. It feels like there's not enough time spent on that, and I'm like, okay, I get it. There's not enough time in the whole series or whatever. But then I think about it for a second. The series clocks in at nearly five hours, so there's definitely enough time to get to that. Yeah. Show. Like it's less time explaining Bucky's book and like a 30 second flashback to Carly's origin probably would have yeah. made more sense. Um, plus regular, sorry, Siri's talking to me over there in the corner. Um, <laughs> she heard me talking, but uh, regular Marvel movies get this shit done in two hours to two and a half hours. So they yeah. can't call like, oh, we didn't have enough time to get to all that stuff. You had plenty of time. And maybe that's why I'm less forgiving this time around. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's it was a fa- it was a good show and a fun ride. But as much as I love uh the new Captain America and I love their dynamic, I do not think the show stuck the landing. It's good, mm. it's a seven. I would not call it great. I would not call it like top tier Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um... kind of an ant man, if I'll be honest. <laughs> it's it's more of an Ant-Man than a Civil War if that makes as sense I, as I say like the MCU has yet to produce anything truly uh, shit and when I say the MCU I mean the stuff that is closely worked on by the actual Marvel Studios yeah. in house and not don't don't bring up Inhumans or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, oh. but I, I 100% get you they have not made a bad thing like yeah whatsoever it made stuff that's like yeah it's okay like thor the dark world and or captain marvel or whatever whatever (laughs) sorry sorry i liked it but um it was okay it was a movie i guess but uh no yeah very formulaic but you know uh, people have different opinions but um yeah no um, no overall it's still it's still good i would say it's still worth the watch what do, well, the stuff this does about the race politics behind Captain America and all that, fantastic. The character development, yeah. really good for two to three characters. Apart from that, yeah. there's there's definitely some stuff missing there. There's definitely like, I don't know, not there was no there was no emotional beats in this finale or in the last two episodes that really caught me the same way Wanda saying goodbye to her kids and goodbye to Vision and the ship at DC's moment, like. Those moments hit so That's... hard comparatively to this wet fart of a last episode. Like, but I suppose there's the sense of like, you know, we know WandaVision was a one and done series 
And so I had yeah. to have those moments. Well, I, I don't think it's confirmed it. yet, but I think we are getting a follow-up series to this. Oh, so. I, I, I'm I, going to call it now. I assume the follow-up series to this is going to be Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Which is maybe one of my favorite parts yeah. of this episode is when that title comes up at the end where it's like, they're showing respect to that character to be like, oh, yeah. he's no longer the Falcon. It is no longer Falcon and Winter Soldier. It is Captain America and Winter Soldier. You're going to like it. Captain America and White Wolf. Uh... <laughs> I even thought I should have said Captain America and Bucky just because like Captain America and the Winter Soldier is like, well, that's the name of an, a movie already. Captain America and yeah. the Winter Soldier. So it's, I don't know. Obviously, the, there'll be some marketing stuff, so it'll be fine. But like, yeah, yeah I assume that's like Falcon and series. the White Wolf. <laughs> One's a wolf, one's a falcon. They love flying around and solving mysteries. The black falcon and white wolf. And it was racism all along. Marvel, you can call me. I will I will write the I'll write the theme right now. You can use that one. I'll just take a kickback. I'll take four cents for every time anyone watches any episodes of it. Uh anyway. Okay, uh, we should wrap it up in a minute, but what do you do you think there's going to be sequels off this? What do you think the sequels are going to be? What do you think like going forward in the MCU, where do you think we go next? Going going forward. So definitely I I think we're going to get a sequel uh to this series cuz there's a lot of stuff left open. Um uh so hopefully hopefully we'll see that following season uh just be bucky well, and 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 sam hanging out growing out doing solving who, who some mysteries like the, who would you like to be the villain of the second season if you if you had to pick i know they're gunning it i know they're setting it up to be sharon uh because yeah. it feel it feels like that but i i don't know we still don't know who the organization that john walker is working with Although I feel like it might be bad if they try and make him a villain. He wasn't really the villain of the series, but try and make him the yeah. villain again. Yeah, then uh, can you redeem him? I like him more as an anti-hero. Like, yeah. he's not like morally upright, but he's also not bad. He's kind of in between. Marvel could use more anti-heroes, I'll be real. Zemo is still alive. Like, Zemo yeah. could, could come back. Um, honestly, I'd love if, it's, if it is Sharon for the bad guy for the next season. Maybe yeah. she's put in charge of the raft or whatever. Or like she's yeah. just got access to all these government secrets, and every episode is Sam and Bucky hunting down a different villain, like a different mm. like C or B list villain, and then they all lead back to the power broker or whatever. So it's like every episode is a different villain they're hunting down. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, but and they all got different gimmicks and like it would let Marvel do a bunch of like random villains that were never going to be in movies and stuff. I, I think that could be fun. Yeah. But like. I don't know. Maybe Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts could be fun. Zemo is hanging out on the raft now, actually, now that I think about yeah. it. Who else is on the raft, just from memory? Um, is Jessica Jones' mom on the raft, maybe? The Abomination? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I actually don't know who's who's on the raft, other than the heroes that got stuck in there in <laughs> Civil War. Deathlock? Uh, Deathlock, maybe? Is he there? <laughs> Maybe some extremist I, soldiers. The abomination still I'm there. I'm like, I'm trying to think of the villains who who have lived, but I'm like, Mike is like Michael Keaton Vulture, is just in a regular prison, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Um, but it's fine because he's gonna be broken up by Michael Morbius in that movie if it ever actually comes out. <laughs> you know what's fucked? Because they put that in the trailer that Michael Keaton is the Vulture in that movie. It now means we have to watch that movie because technically it's oh, yeah. MCU. Technically. 
then we, we like we we go watch those movies anyway. What are you saying? I think the only I, one we never went to you, go we, we didn't go to watch in cinemas. I think was like Deadpool two and the most recent X Men movie. You you vastly underestimate my hatred for Jared Leto. <laughs> the only time he's ever been good ever was in the last. I actually three totally forgot it was Cross. Jared Leto. Oh no, See? I'm very See? worried. <laughs> I turned you around on it. But yeah, no, um, the way WandaVision set up, it was like, this is the next massive thing for the MCU and the multiverse and all that. And this was just kind of like, yeah, we got a new Captain America now. Cool. But like, cool, I, cool, I guess it's cool. the same kind of thing of like, when you're not hanging out with the Avengers, what do you go fight? So yeah. I guess it's, it's, it's exploring, you know, like how the Netflix series had the more like lower level. level crime stuff. Oh, 100. I get that. So... See, uh, I should stop comparing the two because it's like, it's obviously the easy comparison because they're the only two Marvel Studios shows we have. Like, they're the only yeah. Disney Plus Marvel shows. So maybe when Loki comes out, we'll be able, we'll get more of a grasp on what this is all like. But it's yeah, just in comparison now, I just don't think this had the same hook that uh, WandaVision had. Maybe if it all came out at once, because WandaVision had the advantage of being able week to week that you could like, oh, we're going to do guesses and we're going to fucking come up with different ideas and like theories of who could be what it, it left this... it open to to theory making which you know yeah. this was kind of sorely to, to a fault maybe some would think but uh... <laughs> yeah but this had none of that like 95 percent of the mysteries or what everything means was kind of laid out on front street and yeah. we all kind of figured it like even the sharon carter as the fucking power broker we all kind of figured that out like i i, I claim credit for it obviously because i was the first person oh, in the yeah. world to get uh, it obviously but obviously i i personally i was the first person to get it but then when everyone else <laughs> like, i'm in sherlock holmes over here but yeah um overall pretty good series had really great highlights some fantastic stuff but did not stick to landing yeah i would definitely put it down as like a solid seven out of ten yeah like. no definitely definitely a seven out of ten now before we go we got one last issue of business because we would we'd be amiss if we forgot to mention this week's sponsor because i know you're thinking to yourself well golly gee he's gone the whole episode without doing an evan sponsor well don't you worry about that because we got us an evan sponsor and that is raid shadow evans <laughs> For 69 euros a month you can play raid shadow evans from the comfort of your home now, if you give the discount code should have gone for the head, you get a 1% discount on your monthly fees. Play Raid Shadow Evans now. It's the best mobile app out there. And don't forget to go for the head. <laughs> also, full disclosure, he Evan texted me that one by himself. And it was so good. I have to screenshot it and save it for oh me. Oh my like, god, that's, that's fantastic. I was like, I love that. Like, just for re- he wa- he listens to every episode. So shout out to Evan. Obviously, he's getting a sponsor every episode. But he shot yeah. me that one for the sponsor. I was like, that's so funny. I have to, <laughs> I have to put that in. I have to keep that there. Oh fuck. But yeah, no. Um, and with that, I think we should bring this episode to an end. I yeah. I don't know how I'm going to be able series. to top that. Like, <laughs> Rhiannon, it has been a pleasure reviewing this series. It, it has. Um. We're going to be left in limbo for a bit, but you know, I there's still there's still content there to discuss, and oh, you yeah. know, we maybe... we will pull it out of our asses. And yeah, 
don't worry we'll still have fun entertaining stuff we can talk about anything fuck we'll do a two-hour episode about mark Wahlberg joining the avengers we'll do fucking oh, anything we'll no. do duck titties we'll do a we'll do agent oh, carter we'll do it there's so much content out there don't even worry about it yeah but until next time we'll see you back here next friday i've been jack and i've been rhiannon thanks for listening have a great weekend everyone bye bye